Hi guys and welcome back to a brand new episode of the podcast. Welcome to 2024. My name is Jessica and I have a five-year-old son named Charles and a three-year-old son named Benjamin and I just love to share all things faith with you guys and today's topic we're going to talk about something that I was just talking about on my Instagram and that is the difference between conviction and guilt and I actually ran across this post of a pastor and I shared it it was a real and he was sharing that guilt is not a bad thing and his whole purpose of it was saying it's what you do with guilt and guilt is supposed to propel us towards repentance and I was looking through the comments and all these people were saying guilt is not from God it's conviction guilt is not from God it's about conviction And I think a lot of people get very confused by the two topics. And I say this all the time. It is important to have biblical definitions of things because if you don't, you're going to be very confused. And so I wanted to talk about this today because when I shared my response to a lady on The Real, I talked about how guilt and conviction are two different things and how they have different purposes and I had a lot of people asking me Jessica aren't guilt and conviction the same things and I cannot tell you how many people were in my inbox I don't have a ton of followers but it was actually like a huge amount of people that were like can you explain the difference between guilt and conviction and I think first of all we need to address guilt is absolutely a part of our Christian walk as faith Uh, Christian walk because here's the thing if you don't have guilt you don't have the gospel because to have guilt we need to understand that we have done something wrong and we have sinned against God and all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God our guilt was placed on God's shoulders now it's important to have a biblical definition of guilt that doesn't mean that you walk around feeling guilty all the time But guilt is an important aspect of the gospel because of where it leads us to, and that is repentance. If you don't have guilt, you have no need for a savior because you're not going to see what you did is wrong. And so a lot of people were saying, well, no, you need conviction. That's what leads you to repentance. But it's important to know the vehicle model of how guilt works. And I think a lot of people get confused because when you feel guilty, you feel convicted and so a lot of people say well conviction is the same thing as guilt and I always say conviction is a vehicle conviction is a vehicle and it does different things in different settings where you have guilt you should have conviction and conviction is a vehicle and the vehicle is what is leading us to where we need to go with the presence of guilt that is when you have sinned and I'm just gonna lay it out I'm not even going to dilly-dally I'm going to lay it all out because it's important for us to understand with guilt guilt is happening in the presence of a sin we have taken the action we have bought in the bait and you have sinned So that is a necessary step with feeling guilty. Now, can you have people weaponize guilt when you shouldn't feel guilty? Absolutely, but we are talking in this specific scenario of where you have actually sinned, where it's an actual sin, you know. Sometimes, you know, people will try to guilt you into things. And that is a man, man-made guilt of, oh, you should feel guilty of feeling obligated to doing this thing when you know you're obligated to steward your time well with your family. So we're talking about biblical, biblical guilt here. So for example, you yell at your kids. 
you feel guilty. You yelled, that was a sin. You did not use, exercise the fruit of the spirit of self-control. Now, you are going to feel guilty. And the vehicle that God uses in, in this guilt is the conviction. So you feel guilty, you feel bad. That's a necessary step. And so now we have our vehicle and this vehicle is conviction. And that conviction, that conviction is also knowing of the truth. The conviction is, you know, it is a sin to yell at your kids because the truth of that is, you know, it is a sin to lack self-control. We are called to be patient and loving. So to have that conviction, you need to have the right conviction in the first first place about things. If your conviction is that yelling is not wrong, you're not going to feel guilty about it. And so not everyone has the right convictions. So in the place of having the right conviction of having the biblical truth from scripture, you are going to feel convicted. Sorry, my son is talking to me. So you have the guilt, you feel bad. Now, should you sit in and feeling bad? Should you shame yourself? Should you tear yourself down? No, you know, we don't want to use shame in a way that is bad. We want to make sure that we are being appropriate with our guilt and taking that guilt to where it should go. So we're talking completely biblical setting here. You have sinned and you have the right conviction about that guilt. You feel guilty because you have the conviction that you know that it is a sin to yell at your kids. But you can also have in the wrong setting that yelling at your kids isn't wrong. And that would be the wrong conviction to have. So let's say you sinned and now you feel guilty. So the sin was yelling at your kids. Now you feel guilty. You feel bad. And so the vehicle that we're going to feel with that guilt. I have a pen here and I'm writing it out. So you have your sin, which was you yelled. And you have the conviction. The conviction is the truth that yelling at your kids is a sin because it's lacking self-control and it's not loving. So now you have that conviction that is based on that truth of scripture because we know the truth of scripture tells us to be loving, patient, that love is, you know, love, love is kind, love is patient with our kids. So you have the conviction that is rooted in truth, right? So now you have this little vehicle. You're on your conviction vehicle that you're sitting on. You're in the back seat here. And where is this conviction vehicle leading you to? It is leading you towards repentance. Because when we sin, we have that separation from Christ there. But we don't have to stay separated from Christ because we have this lovely vehicle of conviction that is going to lead us back to the cross and repentance. So you sinned, you have the guilt, you have the truth of your conviction that is rooted in scripture. And now that vehicle is bringing you back into reconciliation with Christ. You repented. And from that repentance, now that vehicle is going to lead you in truth. So now you're going in a different direction. So there's guilt. With guilt, you have the uh, the conviction that is based in biblical truth. Sometimes they're not always rooted in biblical truth. And sometimes you have to be convicted about a conviction. So that's all a whole nother conversation for another time so we're looking we just looked at guilt guilt comes with sin so you sinned you have guilt that guilt has conviction with it because you have a conviction that's rooted in scripture and truth and it led you to repentance hooray biblical guilt awesome 
So now let's talk about conviction and let me explain to you why conviction is a little bit different. Conviction, (coughs) so first of all, before you become a Christian, you are not going to have the Holy Spirit. And this is an element I think people forget. The Holy Spirit is something you receive after, at the moment of salvation. Before then, you are not going to have the same convictions as God. You're going to have manly convictions. And apart from Christ, all we have is our slavery towards sin. But now if you're a Christian, you are not a slave to your sin. And you are able to have your Holy Spirit. And it's in you. And it's in there to guide you in truth and lead you in the truth of scripture so guilt conviction is present with guilt but conviction and guilt when you're convicted about something it's not always with the presence of guilt so when you sin you're gonna have guilt and conviction but when you have conviction you don't always have guilt because when you are convicted about something It doesn't necessarily mean that you have committed the sin. And I know some people would argue this with me, but the reason why I want to explain this to you is same vehicle model. So we're going to talk about conviction here. So you don't have the guilt because you haven't actually sinned. You're feeling convicted and the conviction comes based on a belief. You have a belief and that belief should be rooted in scripture and truth. So our convictions are, should be led by biblical truth. So let's say you're scrolling on Instagram and you come across a Instagram square. And let's say this Instagram square is a very beautiful picture. It's a beautiful picture with horses and vines, or maybe it's a really beautiful home. And, and this, it says a beautiful saying, and here's what the saying of this picture says. Disciplining your children is wrong. Disciplining your children is not what God wants you to do. Now, let's talk about the difference between guilt and conviction. Is reading that statement making you sin? No. Just by reading that statement of you should not discipline your children, God doesn't want you to discipline your children, that's not, it's not sinful to just read something. But what is going to happen? You are going to be convicted. And why are you convicted? So you're convicted because you have a truth that you have, a belief that is rooted in scripture. Now, sometimes your convictions aren't rooted in scripture. And what happens when our convictions are wrong? Well, we're going to be convicted about it, (laughs) which is double conviction, right? So say you have a wrong conviction. It's not rooted in scripture you're going to get convicted about that conviction eventually. So God is going to work that in you. So, but in this scenario, let's say you just read this statement, don't discipline your children. God doesn't want you to discipline your children. You're going to be convicted. But just because you are convicted doesn't mean you have sinned. By reading that, you haven't sinned yet. But this conviction is going to prompt you. It's going to prompt you and now you're back in the vehicle of conviction. So here you are, you're in your vehicle of conviction. You read the statement. Your starting point is a statement that is a false statement. It's a belief or an idea or an action that you've been doing and now you're convicted. You haven't sinned yet, but this conviction is going to also lead you somewhere. And so we have to decide, okay, I know this statement is false. If I choose to be in my vehicle conviction, I can go two places. I can walk back that conviction and go behind that statement and get behind the statement. If I 
read that statement and I decide that disciplining my children is wrong and now I'm not going to discipline my children, I'm going to walk back that conviction and that would be sinning because I know that it is the world and men that tell me that it's mean to discipline my kids. But if I know biblical truth, that conviction should lead me somewhere. So this conviction is going to tell us in this in this scenario, that conviction, the action required from us is I need to discern. I need to discern this statement. So I'm not just going to go with this statement, but this conviction is telling me I need to evaluate this statement. And so I'm going to spend some time discerning this statement. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to hold up this statement to scripture and I'm going to hold up the statement to the truth of the Bible. And so I'm in my little conviction vehicle and I'm taking it back to the word of God. And what does the word of God say about disciplining our children? It says mom and dad, you know, raise your children in the way they should go. Train them, discipline them. Do not hold back discipline. You know, mothers and fathers, you know, don't spare the rod, whatever. Discipline can also stand for discipleship in this setting. So now that I've taken that vehicle conviction back and I've compared that statement to the truth of scripture, now I am able to correctly discern that this statement is false and this statement is a lie. So I haven't sinned yet, but I've used that conviction to go back to the truth of scripture. I go to the truth of scripture and I see that this statement here is a lie. So now what I'm going to do with this vehicle of conviction is I'm going to go away from that false statement. I'm not going to buy into it. I'm going to exit it out. I'm going to know this has no merit to it. That's going into the garbage and I'm going to continue on my way. So with that conviction, was there the presence of a sin? No, there was not the presence of a sin. So do I need to repent? Nope, there's no need for repentance there. But what we can do is say, thank you, God, that the Holy Spirit convicted me. Thank you that it convicted me that that was a false belief and that you led me in that vehicle of conviction back to the truth of scripture. So in this model, conviction is a vehicle that brings us back to the truth of scripture and what scripture says. Now, you can also be convicted when you have a wrong conviction. And in that scenario, what that looks like is say that I have a conviction and my conviction is that if women work outside the home, they're going against what God's will for their life is. Now, we know what God says is the will of God in the Bible. He talks about it in quite a few chapters about the will of God. Nowhere in the Bible does it necessarily say women should not work. You know, there are areas of Christian liberty where, you know, we get to walk out things with our husbands and say, hey, this is a season I might need to work outside the home for now. There are seasons that we might get to stay at home with our kids. Now, if I have a conviction that's based in a lie, I'm going to be convicted about that conviction. And then with that conviction will come eventually guilt. And that guilt will lead me back into repentance to Christ and repenting for believing in a lie. So it is possible to have guilt and conviction together. It is possible to have a conviction that is not based in truth. And when a conviction is wrong, we will be led to the guilt and to repentance. 
But when you have a conviction that is based on the truth of the Bible and the truth of scripture, it is going to lead us in the direction of the truth of scripture. So it's kind of like a guidepost. The other way conviction works is kind of like I call it a buffer. It's kind of like a warning light. So say I'm having a conversation with a woman and I think she's a safe person to share with. And I think that, you know, I'm going to talk to her about this issue I'm having with my husband. Say I'm opening up and I'm talking to her, you know, my husband, um, my husband is not taking out the trash or maybe my husband hasn't done something that I'm upset about. I can be talking and talking about my husband and I can feel convicted. I can feel conviction or prompting from my spirit. And you know, it's a hard part because some people would be like, well, that's just a prompting or that is just, you know, there's a million different words people use. So I can feel convicted or I can feel prompting in my spirit that we can label as conviction or people uh, as a nudge. And that could be, do not share with this woman. Do not tell her this about your husband. And maybe you don't know why. Maybe you're like, I can trust this person. She'll understand. But maybe God is saying, nope, stop. And that conviction is telling you to pause. It's telling you, pause, reflect, stop. You need to pray about this before you share this. And so we can be convicted to not share with a woman something. If you haven't shared, you haven't sinned. But it can be this warning light of say, check, check, check your motives, check your mouth. It can also be, conviction can also tell us to just completely stop. It can say, hey, you've opened your mouth. Now you need to stop. Conviction can also tell us, you know, you need to have self-control here. And so I think a lot of the times we think of conviction as just one-sided because conviction has two definitions to it. And the first definition of conviction is to convict of guilt. But the second point of conviction is a firmly planted idea or a belief So, conviction is more than just being convicted of guilt. It is also the conviction of our beliefs and what we believe. So, you, it's, it's really interesting when you dive into these things to see what the differences that they are. So, you will always, (coughs) you should have guilt and conviction together. But you will not always have conviction with guilt. Because conviction is a tool that tells us, pause, stop discern you need to have self-control here or it can also tell us the difference between truth and falsehood so conviction is used by our holy spirit in a lot of different ways it can be with guilt or it can be standing alone on itself as it directs us and it should always direct us through the truth of what scripture says So all of our convictions should be based on the truth of scripture. And when you are convicted, the point of that conviction is to bring you back to what the truth of scripture says. So guilt brings you to repentance. So, and guilt can then bring you to having different convictions later on. But convictions should always be based on the truth of scripture. So that way, when you are convicted about something, you go back to the truth of scripture and you double check whatever it is that you're dealing with and compare it to the truth of scripture. So that way, when you are confronted with falsehood and you are convicted about it, you know, reject this, don't accept it. So you're going to have that conviction there of 
nope, reject, not truth. And you don't take that in, you know, to not take that idea into how you shape your convictions. And so I think that is why a lot of people are confused is because you, you hear that saying guilt leads to conviction. And so then you're like, okay, well, yeah, I need to be convicted. I need to not be guilty. The point is you don't stay in guilt. If you're going to stay in guilt, absolutely. That is not wrong. But that guilt is supposed to lead you to that conviction, which is the vehicle that leads you back to Christ. You're not supposed to stay in the guilt phase. And I think that's what confuses a lot of people is because, no, I shouldn't feel guilty. Well, yes, we need to feel the guilt, but God has a purpose for the guilt. And his purpose for guilt is to lead to repentance. Now, God's purpose for conviction is not just repentance. It's also to direct us back to the truth of scripture and to help us discern how we should speak, how we should conduct ourselves, and what way we should be going. And the way we should be going with our lives is with the truth of scripture. So when you're bouncing outside the truth of scripture, you're going to be convicted. And sometimes you have sinned. But sometimes, you know, we're walking along our way and God gives us that nudge of saying, hey, you know, that really isn't where I want you to go. And you haven't sinned yet, but if you continue down this path, now that I've convicted you about it, now that I've convicted you that this isn't the truth and that this isn't the belief system you should take in, don't bring that belief into your convictions. And so that's when we know to reject it and to walk the other way because we're going to have to discern and we're going to have to judge a lot of things and our convictions help us with that so we want to make sure that our convictions are based in the truth of scripture because to have the right convictions to be able to discern you need to make sure they're rooted in the truth of scripture because if your convictions are rooted in what man, men say they're not going to be accurate biblical convictions so I hope that that makes sense and I wanted to explain this and I hope that my little vehicle uh my little vehicle metaphor could help you and just help you understand the difference between convictions and guilt they're both very similar and you will have guilt and conviction together but you won't always have conviction and guilt together and the purpose of guilt is to lead to repentance conviction can lead us to repentance but sometimes conviction is also a guide to bring us back to the truth of what scripture says so that way we can accurately discern the way we should be going. So that is today's podcast. I hope that that could help you understand conviction and guilt a little bit. Conviction and guilt go hand in hand. And conviction is this kind of uh, double-sided coin that you can't really separate, but is there for us to discern and use as a tool. So let me pray for us before we go. Dear God, thank you so much that you have given us things like conviction and guilt to help us along our walk as Christians and help us to also understand that guilt has a purpose. It doesn't mean we stay in that guilt, but it means it propels us and we are convicted and we go and we go in the direction we need to go, which is repentance. God, help us if we are not going in the right direction with our convictions, Lord. Show us where our convictions are not based in the truth of your conviction, in the truth of your scripture, so that we will not be laid, <laughs> led astray. And help us to, to always go back to the truth of scripture when we bump up against a conviction, Lord. And help us to know what your purpose is for those things in our lives. And in Jesus' name, amen. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope that this podcast 
clarified some things for you and make sure to head over to my Instagram at refined purpose and come join the family over there too. I will see you guys next week for another awesome episode and make sure you follow my podcast and listen to seasons two and one because there's so many good podcasts there too. So I'll talk to you guys later and I'll see you guys next week for a brand new episode of motherhood on Mondays. See you guys next time.